Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the journey back to myself. I'm Jennifer Marie. Let's go on an adventure together. An adventure of discovery. This episode, I want to talk about platitudes. We've all heard them. One of my favorites, it's okay not to be okay. Oh, powerful, beautiful. But what I hear in my head sometimes, this blah, fucking blah. (laughs) Ah, so many people use platitudes to help you to feel better. I have done this for so many years. And until I got to the point of falling to my knees in utter despair, I thought I was being hopeful. And I bet you do too. So let's take a minute and go over a few of the ones that we hear so often. You know, I don't even know where they come from. I know they come from somewhere. So many people have heard them. Let's take a minute. This too shall pass. Beautiful. Well said. It's absolutely true. Everything happens for a reason. I will throat punch the next person that says that. No joke. (sighs) That is also one of my new favorite things to say. You know, I mean, I'm not going to do it. Obviously, I'm not a violent person, but you get me, right? It's all for the best. You will see the rainbow after the rain. Let your faith be bigger than your fear. (laughs) Duh. Of course, we want these things. We believe these things even. But we were, when we are in the depths of the darkness, that is not helpful. It is not validating the pain. I don't think it is anymore. I think it's just taking that pile of shit that's right in front of you and putting a flower on top of it. That is something I'm good at. I've always been able to see the bright side and, and, Anyone that knows me laughs because I say these things. I've said these things so many times. Sometimes bad things happen and they lead to good things. All paths lead to where you're supposed to be. It sounds pretty, but take a minute and acknowledge the pile of shit first. You know, that pile of shit, just because you put a flower on top of it, does not make it any less of a pile of shit. (laughs) Sure, it's amazing fertilizer and it will help your flowers grow. But why do we always got to make it so pretty? Why? Why do I always need to make it look so pretty? I always need to see the bright side out of survival. Survival. Because if I look at it for what it actually is, that depths of the darkness and those dark feelings that I feel, I'm scared I'm going to be swallowed up by them. Swallowed up by the darkness. And you know what I learned? Lean into the darkness. All it wants is to be seen and heard and felt. That darkness has a message for you. It's not going to swallow you up. It is going to take you on the journey that you need to be on. Those platitudes and beautiful beautiful gratitude that you have filled your life with 
It's a beautiful thing. Don't get me wrong. But there is a time and a place. And when you on your knees in despair, wondering, oh God, why have you forsaken me? Do you even exist? Is this really, really the life that you want me to have? Is this really what you have for me? How can this be? The God that I know and that I love could not want me to feel this kind of pain. Those are the thoughts that go through my mind. I'm going to take you back to the first time I really allowed myself to step into that dark space. It was about six years ago now. I was pregnant um, with my sweet little boy, Joshua. He lived a short life here on earth and he never got to meet any of us. I was pregnant for three months, you know, just past the part where you can feel comfortable and you can start telling people 12 weeks and a few days, three days. I'll never forget going into that office. It, I was supposed to have so many people there. My bestie was going to show up and, and my sister was going to come and, and my husband was going to be there. And, and for whatever reason, I ended up being alone and I could feel there was something different in that room. Right. And the longer I had to wait after that technician left to bring back the doctor, I knew, I knew that there was something wrong. And the look on their face as soon as they walked in, that was the beginning for me. I have never cried like that in a public space before. The sounds that came out of my soul were, oh, it was, it was brokenness, utter brokenness, shock, defeat. That was darkness, a darkness I didn't see coming. I was so full of joy. I felt him move every day, swirling around and twirling around and, you know, even the ultrasound tech, cause that wasn't my first one. I had one before. She's like, that's not possible. I thank God for that because I got to feel him move around when, you know, most people shouldn't. I know my body. I know I got to feel him and his little butterfly movements. So to find out he was gone, I was devastated and wondering what in the world, this can't be right. This can't be what God wants for me. And the days and the weeks and the months that followed were so much of a blur. I went to the gray nuns with my mom and, you know, the people there and the people in the office and the ultrasound and all of the people that came into my life were beautiful and amazing and wonderful and supportive and hugged me and held me. I couldn't accept it. I struggled to accept it because I struggled to accept the truth. I refused to take the pill to, they gave me a pill to hurry the process along so that I could plan it because it was right before Christmas. I didn't want to. I thought maybe, maybe there's a chance they're wrong. You know, they could be wrong. So I naturally had a miscarriage on Christmas Eve. That is not what I planned either. 
And my husband and the girls took care of me more than I can ever possibly thank them for. My husband made our favorite meal with the girls, roast beef and Yorkshire pudding and all the fixings. And I kept going to the bathroom. So I was surrounded with love and comfort. And my mom brought this little lammy that was, um, it had a heating pack inside of it and I snuggled with it and I still (laughs) snuggle with it to this day. It's now my lammy. Me and my daughter kind of take turns (laughs) because it's mine. You know, it helped me through. It helped me through that little stuffed animal. I'm telling you. And when I was in the bathroom in those moments by myself and things were happening to my body that I, I couldn't even wrap my head around, I was shocked I wasn't in the hospital. They don't do that anymore. So as I sat there alone with God, I was so angry angry for the first time more than I ever thought possible and wondering what did I ever do to deserve this? What karma did I get from some other life that this was, this was my truth. It didn't feel fair. It didn't feel right. How could God punish me like this? Was I getting punished? And I seen so many hearts that day, hearts and hearts and hearts. And I I could feel God trying to love me. And I was just basically saying, fuck you, fuck you. You could fix this if you wanted to. You can fix it. You can make it go away. You can create miracles. And this is what you choose for my life right now. Ugh. The pain I felt is indescribable. And unless you know, you don't know. And even if you go through the experience, we all have different ones. But I know there's a moment that most people have in that darkness where you wonder, how, how am I going to get through this next moment? There is nothing to be thankful for. And I know, yeah. I had an amazing family supporting me and beautiful, wonderful children. I'm not saying I'm not thankful for them and for how my husband carried me through that. But that's my point. That gratitude didn't take away that pain. In fact, it made me more angry. Way more angry. And then I had this light bulb moment that God is like a parent. You know, I sit with my kids when they were super little having meltdowns, I would sit beside them and it would take me hours before I could get close enough. And I would just calmly sit there quietly, lovingly with this space of warmth and love and comfort and safety. I couldn't take away their pain. I couldn't take away their frustrations. I couldn't stop them from crying and going through what they were going through but I could sit there and that's what I felt. That's what I felt that entire day for weeks and months later, I felt God's loving embrace all around me. But I want you to know that I I changed how I move forward in this life. Never again. When someone is in pain, 
I will never say, but be thankful for the children that you have. When someone's going through a miscarriage, I am so thankful for the children that I have, but that does not take away the pain from the child that I was losing. It was almost like a slap in the face, like, no shit, I'm thankful. (laughs) Why, why do we need to make something so dark feel okay? It doesn't feel okay. It doesn't feel okay. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel normal to do that any longer. That darkness taught me that I just need to sit with it. I just need to sit there and know that I'm safe and feel it and let it, let it be dark because it is. My gratitude doesn't make pain any less painful. It doesn't hurry along the process. It needs to be seen. It needs to be felt. I did not know that I had that many tears to cry. (laughs) Oh, and there's more, you know. They don't ever stop coming. (laughs) Grief is something I'm befriending these last few years. As you heard in my last podcast, I am separated. So that was, that was a long time ago, but it was the beginning, the beginning of learning to love the darkness not be afraid of it, to let my faith be bigger than my fear. Faith that I can dive in to that tsunami that is going on inside of me and just spend some time with it so that I can truly embrace it. And then it can be transformed and it can heal me and I can have gratitude. But first, First, I need to acknowledge that pile of shit is awful, horrible, not something I want. And then realize it is what it is. Gratitude can't change it. Grief can't change it. But I can take a look at it honestly and let it move through me in a way that it transforms me into a more honest and authentic version of me. I can take my pain and learn to help others in a different way, learn to show up for them and sit with them in their darkness and to know, know that it's okay to just feel those dark feelings that are scary sometimes. Know that you can just sit with someone and be there. You don't need to make it better. You don't need to take it away. Just show up. Show up and sit there and love them through it. That's how you do that. That's how you love people through their hardest times is you show up. It takes time. Time takes time. And it probably took me four years before I felt I could breathe again after that, before I felt even close to what normal, whatever that is. I created a heart-shaped garden. My husband helped me create that heart-shaped garden when we were together. 
and I laid flowers for Joshua and for my other child, Haven, that I lost years ago. She'd be an adult now. He helped create a space that I could honor and move through in a healthy and loving way when I was ready. When I was ready. So next time, next time you are with a loved one or a friend that is struggling, that is going through a hard time, remember this. The darkness is not something to be feared or to run away from. Just hold their hand, lean in, and let love lead the way through it. Because when you sit beside someone with your light and they have their light that is just flickering together, you find a way through that darkness in a more loving and gentle way. Stop trying to ignore it. Stop trying to put a a flower in a pile of shit and saying all those beautiful words that sound pretty. Because, yeah, 100% they're true. But honor that hard shit. Honor that darkness. Stop always trying to have this toxic positivity and gratitude. An attitude of gratitude is wonderful. But boy, that darkness and anger and all of those other things, they want to be heard too. They are just as important. So remember... Be gentle with yourself and take care of yourself more than you take care of others. Until next time.